Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the Live Free Podcast, where we help you guys reach financial independence through real estate and other investment ventures. I'm here with JD, as always, as usual, um, and a little bit of a different episode today, though. Um, joining us, we have a guest star, Harrison Wells. JD, you want to introduce our guest a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. It's a special guest today, a young entrepreneur who's looking to combat mental health uh, through his brand, Imperfect. Uh, he runs a clothing company, and I'm really excited because this is a different path um, compared to most people his age, uh, going out on his on a limb, doing his own thing, and really trying to fight for a better cause. So we're excited to have you on, Harrison. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, JD. It's very nice to meet you. Michael and I have met a lot in the past. We're good friends, but yeah, it's very nice to meet you. This is my first podcast, so everything's going to be new. I might be a little rusty, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it my best. Let's say it's okay if it's imperfect. <laughs> yes. Yes. Great. Great way to put it. All right. Well, let's let's start. Just jump in a little bit about yourself. How old are you? Um. Yeah. How old are you? All right. So I am twenty years old. Born in two thousand two, baby. Gen Z, right? Yeah. So I think. It? Yeah. I. I. Yeah. Gen it, Z. Uh, you guys are both too young. That's all. <laughs> both babies. Yeah. We know. We know. Yeah. All right. Um. So where'd you go to school at? So went to O and J with Mike. Own Jay Roberts in Pennsylvania, Spring City, Pennsylvania, Pottstown, Pennsylvania, um, like 40 minutes outside of Philly. And uh, it honestly, it was a good school. Um, I never was a fan of school. I really hated school. My goal was to just graduate and figure out what I was going to do after that. So, yeah. So what was the next step after high school? What what did you do from there? Um, well, okay. So it was like, it's 12th grade and man, guys, I'm stressing. My parents are like, Harry, what are you going to do? Like you don't, cause I don't want to go to college. I, I believe in college for some people, like people who want to become doctors and lawyers and you, where you need a degree. I did not believe in it for myself. I just, I really didn't want to go. So I was like, all right, let's, let's do something business related back in like 10th grade, I, I sold, I put a design on some hoodies and t-shirts and I sold it around to the school and my friends and family. And that was really fun. And then I'm graduating and I'm like, wait, I've worked with clothing in the past. So let's try and start up a clothing brand. And this time let's make it legal. So that's, that's what I did. I spent about from October of 2020 um, to the launch date, June 8th of 2021 i spent about eight or nine months of research uh on the brand and yeah where i graduated you know right after i launched the brand i think like i forget when we graduated like maybe june 3rd and then i launched it june 8th i don't know around yeah, right that about then yeah yeah i uh i just really wanted to start my own business and like i didn't have much money i saved some money from like doordash and a couple other jobs but i didn't go in with a crazy amount of money but uh yeah, it's how, how it was, much did you go in with? What was the startup cost to get from zero to that that nine month launch date? So I can't give you an exact number. I have no idea, but I can give you an estimate. So rate like from the start of research in October all the way to getting the machines, the supplies, building a desk and everything. Um, I'll try and break some things down. The machine was like six grand. Um I built this really sturdy desk that was like four hundred bucks. Um, I got a laptop that was like two grand, um, a lot of shipping supplies, which isn't crazy expensive. My products are made on demand. So I actually don't have like much inventory on me. 
I, uh, the people, the customers order online and then I order the inventory and then embroider on it. So I don't know. I'd probably say like I went in with like 10, eight, eight to 10 grand. So like that wasn't all at once. That was like, okay, over time, uh, I'm still paying off the machine as well. So again, it wasn't all at once, but it was like an idea. Like, I think if I, you know, started with like five to 10 grand going in with the brand, it would help a lot. And it definitely did. So yeah, around that. uh, Wasn't perfect. The first sort of like business venture you went into, or is there something else you tried before and maybe it didn't work or was imperfect the first thing you kind of went in on? Good question. A a couple of things, actually. Um, like I said, in 10th grade, I, I went on customink.com. I, I don't know if you know what that is. Basic like t-shirt hoodie customization for like teams and big groups. And I I posted on Instagram. I started a, like a non-legal brand called Alive. Um, it was like my favorite thing at the time. And I just, I went around taking people's orders through the school, family, friends. And it was like one hoodie. It was, it said appreciate the moment, which is one of my designs. Now I stuck with that design. Cause I love it. And, uh, it was that hoodie. And I think I sold like $3,000 worth of products just, just in like school and, uh, friends and family. It was really awesome. And the people that supported me, I can't thank them enough. It was so such a cool experience. So that was the first like actual like business venture, I guess. And then here and there, I always, I, I do photography and videography. So if I wanted to charge some people, I charge them for like a photo shoot or a video shoot or a video edit. So that wasn't a crazy business venture. I do really want to start a professional photography, like legal business in the future. But for now, we're just sticking with the sticking with the brand. What was wrong with Alive? What happened to that venture? So uh, I just, I sold all the hoodies. Um, it was really, really fun. And then I just like, I can't remember why I didn't keep going. I think I was like, all right, I got money. I sold hoodies. It was really cool. People were wearing my products. Uh, I'll just stop there. I That was my mindset, to be honest, kind of dumb mindset. But, you know, I remembered that I did it in 10th grade. So I was like, all right, I know how to work with clothing. I know how to sell it. So let's actually start a legal business. So I don't, I don't really know if there was something specific that made me stop. I feel like were the, I'm, were the margins really slim using custom ink as the provider. Terrible. Yeah. Custom ink is so expensive. Never. If you never use custom ink for a brand, like go through there. If you want to buy like jerseys and shirts for a team or a big group or event, but never use custom ink as a clothing brand. I didn't know that it was my first time, but, uh, yeah, they were, I'm trying to think, I can't give you a number. I have no idea, but nothing as good as my margins now. Interesting. So you said you took a good while to do like a bunch of research before getting into and starting the brand Imperfect. Where were you doing this research? Where did you find most of the information to kind of like, you know, get yourself started? Dude, some of the best advice I can give is YouTube and the internet is so powerful and nobody, like so many people don't understand. I get it. Unless you want to be a doctor and lawyer, you need a degree. Dude, you can learn anything on the internet, anything. And if you test it, if you actually put in the work to testing it with your hands physically, while also reading and watching videos, it's like guaranteed that you will learn what you want to learn. It's so YouTube is amazing. I've watched thousands of hours of YouTube videos to get this brand going. And I still do every single day. Um, But yeah, YouTube and articles um not many books i want to read a lot more business books i'm trying to get into that but that would totally take you to the next level 
Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I've, I've seen thinking. it all. And I think that's a, an important distinction to make is people who go to school, it's not about what you're learning so much as the certification or degree that you get, because jobs are going to require that. It's sort of like in high school when you can't take uh, algebra two, if you haven't passed algebra. Um, yeah. And that's really what it's about. You could know algebra, but you're still not allowed in algebra two. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's where college becomes important. But I think the entrepreneur track kind of works the same way. You're, you're either going to crush it in business or fall flat on your face based on what you know. Um, and that's what's kind of cool is you don't need any certification, but you do need startup capital a lot of the times, even if it's not much. And you have to be willing to take that risk. So I commend you on taking that risk. And I think a lot of people just have to decide for themselves, is it, am I ready to take that risk? Am I ready to put in the work knowing that if I fall flat on my face, I lose all the money I have? Or do I want to play it safer, go to school, have the degree, and then work for someone else? And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I would just say one route is safer than the other. Yeah. And it's, it's not even losing the money and losing the whole business idea. It's uh, seeing your parents disappointed. Like if I were to fail, like they were already disappointed. I didn't want to go to college, but love my parents to death. Very supportive of me, but it was, it was really hard trying to break it to them that look guys, I don't want to go to college, but like if it were to fail and I saw the react and if I were to see the reaction, it would kill me more than seeing the business fail. So that was really a motivation factor. And uh, back with the the capital part, I said I put like five grand into it at the start. Dude, to the, the people watching this that actually want to start a brand, you can go in with like $100 and start a clothing brand. Look up what Printful is, Printify. You connect it to a Shopify store. It's basically drop shipping for a clothing brand. You don't have any of the inventory. You The customer places the order. It connects to Printful. Printful ships it out to you. You don't do anything but run the website. So it's very possible to do that, but margins are a little, you know, low there, but it's it's a way. Yeah, I mean, but it helps you get started. Tell me if I'm wrong. I think every business and clothing, especially every business is about marketing, convincing people why they should buy your product. And then on the back end, how high can your margins be with that? Because you need to have a combination of good marketing and good margins to survive. Uh, and it sounds like what you did to, to put in that startup capital really just helps with your margins. But the backbone of all clothing and retail is going to be marketing. hundred percent. I, um, when I was starting the brand, I was like, okay, I really want to start a business. I really want to start a clothing brand. I was about to just go right in, but then I was like, let's try and like have a meaning and a purpose behind, behind this brand. Let's solve a problem. And that's huge when creating a business, you always want to solve a problem. Um, and I was like, let's go down the mental health route. I forget which came first, um, if choosing the name imperfect or choosing to support mental health awareness, I'm trying to think, I know I wrote like, I, I still have the same piece of paper. I wrote all my business idea names down. And I think I just liked the feel the, and the sound of imperfect. And then I th think I chose to support mental health awareness right after that. So what, what prompted you to make that decision? What inspired you to go with that motivation? Um, Okay. So first of all, mental health awareness is huge. Um, I have always been supporting it. I've always been trying to be a positive person and I, I, I'm always trying to help people here and there if they need it. Like I used to, you know, message people on Snapchat and, you know, I give a little like therapist vibe off and try my best to really, you know, help a person who's feeling down. But what really motivated me is I started the research in October, 2020 January of, and February and March 
um, mainly January and February of 2021, I got serious anxiety, like out of nowhere. I'm still learning to manage it, but the anxiety like hit me like a bus. I, I was scared to drive and get in my car. I was nerve, like really nervous to just hang out with my close friends I've known for years. I couldn't snowboard because I was scared to go on the ski lift. And it's not like, you know, like a, a pussy feeling. It's like it like eats away in your brain. Like you physically can't do it. And it killed me so much. So I was just cooped up working on my brand because I didn't want to go out and do anything. And then I guess, you know, six months later, it starts to go down and I'm I'm working out a lot. I'm just trying to focus on myself and, you know, just prior, prioritize my mental health before anything else. And the anxiety thankfully died down a bit, but man, that really boosted me. That was really bad. And another thing, um, I got diagnosed with POTS. It's called postural orthostatic. I don't know how to pronounce the T uh, syndrome, um, POTS. And it's basically where my blood flow is off. I'm really sensitive to heat and cold. If you guys are hot, I'm 10 times like hotter in the sun. If you guys are cold, I'm way colder. It blows. And the main thing that sucks is you really, you get really dizzy and you it like, sometimes you just want to like fall over and it's hard to stand up and you get really overheated. You feel the blood pool in your feet and your hands. So I got diagnosed with that early in the early 2021. I've learned to manage that. Well, there's no cure to it. You just have to learn to manage it. And it sometimes it just, you know, goes away in a few years, but that was huge. That was like, when we figured that out, that was a big thing in my life. So many lab tests, blood work doctor's appointments. It really sucked. And, you know, I'm still seeing doctors about it, but I'm just, you know, trying to stay focused on the brand and, and my health. Cause like there's people have it so much worse out there, man. Like I'm able to run a business. I'm able to get up on my two feet, use my hands. Some people are born without legs and arms. Some people have, you know, cancer, serious syndromes, diseases that they can't control. That is way worse than what I have. So I'm not really trying to complain, but it definitely, you know, played a part in my mental health and bringing my mental health down. But, you know, I've learned to manage it pretty well. Yeah, it's awesome. You found a way to give back. Yeah, it's amazing to see how like positive you still are about just everything you have going for you. And you can, you know, see that other people do have it worse and you're just kind of, you know, doing what you can with what you got. Yeah. Thanks, man. It's it's a lot. <laughs> it definitely is a lot, but we're, we're pushing, we're, we're grinding every single day. And, uh, I just want to see myself grow as much as possible. I want to see my friends grow. I want to see my family grow. So, yeah. yeah. And it sounds like the the takeaway on that is you did have a lot of time internally to work on the brand and get yes. into the nitty gritty of what it would take to launch. So I'm curious, uh, after you did all that research, what, what were you, what would you say are necessary steps to, to launch a brand? What, what were the critical pieces of that, that nine months for you? Um, so if you simple Google search, how long does it take to start a brand? It says 12 to 18 months, which is, sounds like a lot, but, but it's very reasonable. I'd say out of nine months, seven of those months were research. Like the biggest thing I can say when starting a business is just research, watch videos and read articles, read books. And then after you're a little more comfortable, start purchasing sample products and testing the fabrics and the fit and uh, showing your friends and family and putting it on Instagram polls and just getting a lot of opinions on it. So you have all that down. Um, you also, you know, want to make your own designs. You can go through 
Fiverr and have someone create designs for you, or you can use Adobe Illustrator like I did and design my own stuff. I have very simple stuff, super easy. It's all like text related. And then you have your designs down. You have a lot of research done. You've tested some products. Get a uh, start an LLC. It's it's very, very important to start an LLC. Your business is now legal with the state. Um, super easy. Pennsylvania, you can go online. Oh, it's so easy. It's, yeah. SBA.gov. Yep. They have the best manual. It's so simple. Very, you know, user-friendly. Read it. Sign up. In PA, it's 125 bucks. There could be a couple other fees. Um, get a seller's permit. Um, if you're buying stuff wholesale, uh, that lets you, uh, you don't have to pay sales tax um, on the products at that time. But I suck with taxes, so I'm not going to, excuse me, talk about taxes a lot. But LLC, seller's permit, uh, what else? Legal. Uh, I don't think there's anything else legal I got. Um, every wholesaler I applied with, um, I fill out a, uh, resell certificate with each wholesaler. So that's another legal thing. Um, I don't have, there's a bug. Uh, I don't have a, uh, like specific manufacturer in China. Like I didn't go on, do you know what Alibaba is? Yeah, of course. You can go on Alibaba, search up a manufacturer, get a lot of test samples. That's what I want to do in the future. So I really have my own completely custom, like sewn product. But what I do is I get blanks, t-shirts, hoodies, sweatpants, shorts, and then I embroider on them. And I really wish to screen print on them uh, as soon as possible as well. I've been working on that a lot. So yeah, um, trying to think of what else you would need. Start up a brand. Um, definitely some followers on Instagram or TikTok or whatever. You don't need a lot. Uh, my best way of advertising was on TikTok. I I, I literally posted videos like every single day. And oh, I, I remember that. Yeah. If you feel like the video is good, excuse me. If you feel like the video is good, and you post like videos, you know, kind of like that that are quality videos every day for 30 days, it's like guaranteed you will get one or two of them to blow up. TikTok is the most powerful platform, in my opinion, when it comes to getting, you know, organic people to follow your account and support you. I think YouTube is way better with support because it's it's more like, I feel like it's more real and like connected on YouTube, but TikTok, you can get a millions of views like, like that and it'll help so much. So... I know I was talking all over the place, but okay. that kind of makes sense. Up to this point, have you used any like paid ads at all? I'm curious. I have not touched uh, paid advertising. I know how to do it on Facebook. Um, I haven't done it yet. Is there I a reason really know, for that? No, I don't really know why. I just really like the organic growth that TikTok has provided me. And I just have not felt like, you know, spending any money on ads right now. The organic growth has helped a lot. I want to keep it that way as long as I can. And definitely in the future, I'm going to do paid ads just to see how it works. But I want to save up a little pool of money just dedicated to ads, you know, like probably a couple thousand dollars because yeah. it's not it's not cheap. Not No, not really. And especially if you want to hit like a, a big amount of people. Um, I mean, organic is definitely always the best way to grow, especially at the beginning, because you really want to build that sort of like brand that you just want to pretty much build that brand before you step into sort of paying for people to come. Um, you want to know that people like it without, you know, you having to pay for it first. Yeah, 100%. Uh, the polls definitely help with that on Instagram. I would do like a poll every single day before I launched the brand. Like, what do you guys think of this color? What do you guys think of this design? Uh, 
what about the sizes? Like polls help so much. That's what I was saying about having some followers or even, you know, 10 friends and family members combined and you get all their opinions. It helps. Besides, you don't just want to stick with your opinion. Even if you think it'll look good, maybe the majority won't think it looks good. So definitely test a lot. Interesting. All right. So you mentioned um, Alibaba before. Is there any sort of like um, amount limits? Like you have to buy so much quantity of material or is it like kind of not really like that? Best thing with Alibaba is there are unlimited options for manufacturers. And that's also the hardest thing at the same time, because you don't know who's going to work best with you. And just ordering one sample could take 30 days to get here because 99% of the manufacturers are across the sea. So that's why it takes so long to really get like a completely custom, like from the cotton in the field, all the way to the gin machines, all the way to sewing the actual fabric. Like it takes a long time to figure out the right kind of sample you want, how you want it stitched. But Alibaba, there's there are a lot of options to to choose from for manufacturers. And like you said, with the limits, I think most of them are like offer minimum order quantities of, you know, one, which is really okay. good. So and then some may offer, you know, 20, 10, 20, 30, 50 minimum order while also allowing you to buy one or two samples. So it's pretty cool. I've not done a lot of re- I've not done a lot of research on Alibaba, but. I know that's where 90% of people get their manufacturers from. Oh, totally. Are you currently sourcing from in the U.S. or from overseas? So the blanks I get um, right now is is huge right now because I'm actually about to shift into a lot of new uh, products. Um, I'm testing. I, I just applied to like four more wholesalers slash manufacturers. And it was huge. It's one of the biggest things I've accomplished. They they accepted me. And some of the I want to do a standard collection and a premium collection in my brand. So I want, you know, standard quality what I'm selling right now. And then I want way higher quality heavyweight stuff. That's like best of the best cotton. The companies are environmentally friendly. Um, it's organic cotton. They're um people are paid well. The worth ethic is great. The factories are well maintained. And I really you know, support that stuff. So I think most of my, most of my stuff, it's, it's all over the place. It's definitely not in the U S but a lot of the production is done in the U S like their warehouses and stuff are all in the U S uh, some cotton fields where they get their cotton to make the products are in the U S some have uh, the actual manufacturers in the U S but a lot of them are outside the U S if that makes sense. So it's basically manufacturers all over working for these companies, some in the U S right some outside but the premium stuff I'm the premium stuff I'm testing is like huge this one company is like amazing like super environmentally friendly super like organic healthy cotton it's so cool I could talk about it for like 2 hours if I you know wanted to but I'm excited for that um I'm curious is it just you or do you have other people helping you it's just me it's been me for a year and a half but I really want to hire people in the future. Like when I'm, you know, comfortable with making comfortable with my money. Um, that's when I'll start hiring people. Uh, when I, you know, get into the barn that we can talk about soon, that's when I want to, you know, get some employees in there and help me definitely would want to start with friends. I know some people say don't hire friends right away, but you know, there's, I have some pretty tight friends that I could really trust to help me. Um, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. So definitely want to hire people.
Totally. Do you feel that it's it's too much for you, like labor wise right now, just being by yourself, or do you think it's kind of not not too too bad yet? It's definitely not bad. Like running your own business, it's pure freedom. That's all I can say. It's 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 awesome. Um I know you guys can agree. Like there's you can do so much by yourself, but at the same time, you're technically working 24-7. Like I'm always, you know, jotting down ideas I have or taking notes of this and testing these products, but it's never a fully set schedule. I'm still like working, but it's not like I'm working nine to five. It's not like I'm working six hours straight. It's really like I get to pick and choose when I want to work. And that is, that's a luxury to running your own business for sure. Oh, for totally. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's why people do it. They, they, it's like a quote. It's like you quit your nine to five job to work 24 seven um, on your own. Yeah. Basically. Um, outline for me, what, what does a typical day look like for you? Okay. So I've seen people do this. Like I feel like a lot of people really, you know, over-exaggerate it. A typical day for me is just, dude, I wake up, um, Depends on how many orders I have for the week or the day. I'll embroider for like an hour or two, sometimes even like 45 minutes of embroidery per day. Um, I'll go out, get a coffee. Um, I suck with spending my money on food. I, I need to fix that. Like, like most of us. I will go out to Wawa or like, I don't know, any Starbucks, anywhere, dude. I'll spend so much money on food. Um, but yeah, definitely buying some sort of food or drink every single day. Um, at least, at least an hour or two of research, some sort of research, like every single day I'm on my laptop, on my phone, watching YouTube videos, business related. So definitely that, um, here and there, I'll get new products in the test. Um, some photo shoots, uh, every now and then, but it's all pretty much the same every day. It's nothing crazy. It's not like I'm going around, you know, driving Lamborghinis, visiting, partying every night. Like <laughs> that's not what I do, man. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah. How many products would you say you sell a month? Ooh, it really depends. Like if eight, if one TikTok video gets like a few hundred thousand views, that's over like two hundred products in a month. But it, I'd say definitely. Um, at least like, I don't know, 50 to a hundred in like a slow month. So yeah, I, I'd have to check. I suck with numbers. That's gotta be a difficult part of running a, a business in, in retail as you do is some months you could have 50 sales. Some months you could have over 200. Exactly. How do you manage your budget? Uh, I suck with it. I'll, I'm, I'm being dead honest. I, I suck with managing my budget. Um, I want to get better at saving my money. Um, I opened, you know, a couple bank accounts just to, you know, work on that. And I, I'll put some cash aside away where I, I don't touch it. So I've been slowly working on managing my budget, but, um, it's nothing crazy. Most of the money I make goes right back into the business and then food. So like, it's like, 80, 90% in the business, 10% in the food. Well, 80% business, 10% donated, 10% food and entertainment. So, yeah. Have you taken out any sort of business loans or anything like that? If you just straight up fund it yourself? I have not taken out any business loans. So with the machine, what I'm doing is I don't have credit yet. Well, I do technically. So I have, I got a secured credit card. 
I have it for, I think I've had it for eight or nine months. I'm waiting till it hits that 12 month mark to go apply for a real credit card. So I have, you know, at least a year of credit history. Um, so I haven't really used credit much. I've just used my secured credit card a little bit, paid it off. It bumps my credit score up a little every month. And then with the machine, my parents took out a loan and I pay them, you know, with cash or I wire them uh, a payment every single month for a couple of years for the machine. Since it was a $6,000 machine, I didn't want to just spend. I feel like it was smarter to not spend $6,000 all at once on a machine and pay it monthly and then use the other rest of like the six grand to just spend on other business stuff to get it started. So that's really all I do want to, you know, take out loans for bigger stuff, especially screen printing equipment in the future. Once I, you know, get the credit built. So, yeah. What is, what is the purpose of the screen printing equipment? What does that allow you to do? So the embroidery machine is, um, more high. I wanted to start with embroidery because, because I love the, the premium feel of it. You know, you look at an embroidered product, you just feel like it's more premium because there's like that. You can feel the stitching. stitching. Screen printing is literally it's any sort of printing like on a shirt, but you can get it. Production times are so much faster. I can get so many more products out at once. I can start to have inventory on standby and not do made to order stuff. So screen printing would be a huge upgrade for me. It's just, it's very expensive to start. What it, what does it take to get a screen printer? So the setup I want, um, and this is based off a lot of research I've done on it. There's still so much more to do. Um, you can get starting setups for about 10 grand. The one I want is 16 to 19 grand. Um, that's where I would take the loan out um, when I get the credit built. So sometime next year is when I want to do that, but it's, it's, so pricey for screen printing like the embroidery machine this is the starting embroidery machine it's a single head machine there's multiple head machines multiple needle machines and that's six grand embroidery machines go up to 50 grand screen printing machines go up to 200 wow. grand it's, it's a lot of money yeah but the screen printing setup that i want to start with it's that price because i could start with a smaller setup but with screen printing and embroidery machines you can't really upgrade the parts on the machine. You have to buy a whole new machine. Right. So if, if I get like a smaller machine and start, you know, banging out orders, then I'm going to have to, you know, spend another couple grand on a whole new machine. Yes, I'll have two machines, but it's just easier to start with one bigger machine, in my opinion. Um, right. Like I, I'm a huge, huge fan of efficiency. It's one of my, you know, favorite words. I try to be as efficient as a po efficient as possible. And I will spend that money on things that will help me be more efficient with the brand and things in life. Like, dude, my whole, call me a lazy ass. My whole room is controlled by Alexa. All my lights are, are smart powered. <laughs> it's so easy <laughs> to go lay down when you've had a long day. You don't want, I have like 12 lights in my room. They're all smart. So I can just lay my bed and tell her to turn off the lights and that's efficiency for me. I love it. <laughs> I know it sounds really lazy, but it works. It it works. Interesting. Um, how long does it take you um, with that machine you currently have to make one sweatshirt? So if I were to make here, I'll go grab one and show you guys. If I were to make a standard imperfect uh, hoodie, this one takes about, I don't know, 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes to make one, 10, 10 to 12 minutes. So the embroidery is like seven minutes and the uh, 
like prepping the product, getting the hoop in this thing, you put this in it and then you got to measure it with this. You got to measure it with a ruler. You got to <laughs> pick the thread color. Wow. It's uh, it's a lot. And like seven minutes for one pro 12 minutes for one product. And this is the smallest, fastest product is a lot. And back to the screen printing, if I were able to, you know, have a screen printing setup, it'll be so much cheaper and also so much faster. I right. can lower the prices of my products. So definitely plan on doing that. What would you say you need more right now? Uh, better equipment, uh, advertising, or uh, employment help? Like what would be the first focus for you if you had like a cash injection? Good question. Uh, definitely more machines. Um, and I want like stocked up inventory because you know, if I'm, I'm paying every week for uh, made to order inventory and the shipping adds up. So if I were, if I'm able to get a couple hundred to 500 to a thousand products in the barn and have them there and start embroidering on all of them, and then, you know, put them on my website, it would be so much easier for me to do that. But I don't really need a lot of help right now with the, uh, like, I don't need to hire employees right now. I feel like I'm doing pretty good by myself, but if I get the screen printing stuff, definitely going to probably hire at least one person. So how would you know yeah. you're ready to hire someone else? If it starts getting like, if the, if the demand is just, you know, rising higher than the supply, like if I really get, I'm getting like dozens of orders every single day and I can't, you know, make all those orders every single day, then, you know, it's time to hire someone and definitely the advertising I want to, I want to work on more. So I've been a little lazy with TikTok recently, so yeah. It sounds to me like the fastest way for you to get to the capital for the screen printer and also to needing extra help is more demand. And I think yeah. getting back on your TikTok grind because you've had a lot of success with it and advertising is, is gonna be that piece. Or yeah. do you have another plan on how to get to those next steps? So another good question um with advertising sorry my i don't know if you can hear my dog he's being really annoying but with advertising uh like you said advertising is huge it is so important and what i want to do is switch up my tiktok content i want to you know post every other day i i was just putting out random stuff random trend stuff stuff that take took me 20 seconds to make and some of it did good most of it didn't do good but it's those boring like stupid videos that somehow always do better than the quality videos on TikTok. I don't get it, but it works. But what I want to get into more is more quality related videos. Like I might use my professional camera to start recording some videos, you know, tours of how stuff works of the barn of like, I don't know, a lot of behind the scenes stuff. I feel like people love, you know, watching behind the scenes stuff of businesses. I personally do. And uh, what else would I do with TikTok? Oh, I want to do a big goal I've always wanted to do with TikTok. Um, are you guys on TikTok a lot? No, absolutely not. A little bit, yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> there's there's a lot of interview-based channels. And I'm starting to see clothing brands implement the interviews into their channel. And they are killing it with views. It's super simple questions. It's like, do this, win a free hoodie. Video gets 12 million yeah. views. And amount, the amount of sales, they gave away one free hoodie that probably costed them 20 bucks to make. And they probably got, you know, 50 to 100 sales off one video. 
I've, so. I've definitely seen videos like that. Yeah, they do. They do quite well. That's that's why well, we see them on TikTok is they do quite well and they push it to more and more people. And yeah, like you said, they probably do sell out a good amount just from giving away one one hoodie. Oh, one hundred percent. I really want to like those are the two main things: more quality content and interview based content. And I want to put that together, put it on TikTok, and then my main main goal, biggest goal, is to have a successful YouTube channel. I. Yeah. I've always wanted to have a YouTube channel since like, you know, fifth, sixth grade. It's so cool. Like I watch all the videos on how much all these finance YouTubers make on YouTube and like how, how good it is to start a channel now and how anyone can do it. And it takes time, but I really want to get a YouTube channel going once I, you know, get situated in the barn and stuff. What would you say was the biggest hurdle um, you had to go through to get started and just sort of now what's your biggest hurdle? There's a lot. Um, a smaller hurdle was money. I didn't have a lot to start. Um, some, I'm trying to think. Uh, big challenges when starting the brand. Definitely like figuring out how to advertise and how to get my brand out there and what to do, like how to use TikTok. I had no idea how to you know use TikTok that well for you know business and advertising. Um, getting social media started, sorry, someone's calling me, <laughs> but yeah, getting, you know, like Instagram going, social media going. Oh, oh you're getting an order in dude. <laughs> <laughs> Someone keeps FaceTiming me. Um, sorry. Uh, what was I saying? Yeah. Getting social media started, getting some money built up. Those were definitely big. Um, finding the right product to use. That was the biggest one. There are so many blank products. And I said, you know, finding a manufacturer from like Alibaba is even bigger, which it is, but the wholesale blank product industry, there are so many. So finding a blank quality, good product took a while. I tested dozens and dozens of t-shirts, shirts. I said t-shirts, hoodies, sweatpants. Like I, I've tested them all and I, I was very happy with the ones I chose. So definitely that, that was a big one. Oh, and starting the website, building a website. That, that, that's probably the biggest one. The website is my baby. I use Shopify. One day I will get Shopify to sponsor me. That's the goal. <laughs> I see all these brands sponsored by Shopify and they're like smallish brands, a little bigger than me, but they're getting sponsored by Shopify, which is sick. So uh, Shopify is great. I, I, uh, built the whole website off of it. What I did was I downloaded a theme off Shopify and the theme, uh, you use blocks to build the theme. And I deleted all the blocks that were, it was like a pre-built theme. I didn't like it. So I didn't build it from scratch. Like I didn't code the website, but I added my own blocks to my liking, positioned everything where I want, chose my fonts, chose my colors, chose my photography. And uh, yeah, the website took a while, but I love my website and it's getting a whole new revamp within the next couple months. So a completely new design and everything. Sick. Yeah. yeah. I, I've been on your website a few times. It's It's very well done. Thank you, man. I, the main thing I want to fix is the photography. Uh, like I feel like I'm a good photographer, but I don't have the proper studio equipment. Um, like I want a paper backdrop, like a no wrinkle backdrop. I need some studio lights and I want to do more layout photography of the products, which is like, you know, combined products like hoodies and sweatshirts in one picture, clean white background, just simple stuff. The photography is going to completely change shortly on the website and in, in the next by the end of the year for sure sick 
Um, how are you able to, how are you able to operate a successful clothing brand at such a young age and still have time to be a kid and have fun? Oh, that's a good question. Um, okay. How am I able to operate a clothing brand and have fun? I think I made a note of this, but you know, no, I'm not going to read anything. I'm just going to go off the top of my head. Um, I just, I don't like, I treat it like a business, but it's not like a business where I'm working nine to five and it stresses me out every single day. So that definitely helps. Uh, not going to, not being in school, not being in college definitely helps me, you know, live my life. Um, I, I love going on drives every day. I'll, I'll go out and drive around for like 30 minutes and try a new place out, new restaurant. Um, and then, you know, I'll, I'll tell myself, I'll dedicate some time hire work on the business for two hours, work on it from, you know, four to 6 PM, work on it from five to 9 PM. I'll dedicate that time. And I'll just, you know, use the other time to just go out, do what I want. I'm not a partier, so I don't, you know, go out and party, but I might go visit my friends at college or I might, you know, play video games or work on something outside the business. So it's nothing crazy. It's, it's not, that hard, you know, when you're running your own business to still, you know, have fun and be a kid. I I honestly feel like my uh, mentality has been like seven-year-old mentality. Like my, my mind is like a seven-year-old, but I have a pretty good business mindset, I feel like. So I don't know. I'm, I try to stay young, man. <laughs> it's important. All right. I got one more question for, and then we're going to move into our final segment of the show. So okay. and this is a big one. So it says, why are you different? Why were you able to get a clothing brand going when so many others have tried and failed? Um, why am I different? I will say I I can't think of anyone. I don't know if you can, Mike. Anyone in our school that graduated and started a brand? Like I, I, I don't know anyone. Just you. I I couldn't think about it. So that right there was huge. I was one of the only people really, you know, working on that I know of like working on building a business, uh, clothing brand business. I, I guarantee a lot of other people, you know, worked on other business stuff in high school, but I was really focused on the brand. I just put my everything into it, man. Like every single day, I just really, you have to stay motivated. You cannot lose that consistency, staying consistent with, you know, your workflow and your, your, your mindset and your productivity is so important. And Every single day, I was like, Harry, just work on something. Just do something business related and just keep that momentum built. Just keep doing it every single day. And it definitely helped a lot. Like I, some days where I didn't work on the brand, I felt like I fell off track for probably a week and then it took me forever to get back on track. It sucks. So staying in that consistent, you know, workflow definitely helped me uh, a lot. Definitely helped me grow. And I feel like a lot of people, uh, don't really, you know, have a successful built business because they started up, they see it not get a lot of attraction and they just decide to stop working on it and they decide to quit. Like, even if it's like not getting a lot of attraction, which mine didn't get a lot of attraction at the start, I still, you know, kept going and I'm like, all right, let's try something new. Let's try advertising on this platform. Let's try adding a new design, a new product. So there's a lot that goes into it. And, you know, you just got to stick with that consistency. Love it. Yeah. I mean, all it really takes is just a step in the right direction every single day and you'll eventually get to your goals. There's no way you can't get to your goal if you're making the steps day in and day out towards that goal. 
Oh, whether it be sure. small, yeah, whether it be yeah. big steps, you're still making steps every single day. Oh, yeah. All right, but now we're going to get into the final segment of the show. And what we do, it's called the Live Free Three. It's three questions we ask every single guest on our show. Ooh, okay. Um, they're, kind of, they're more like a, just mindset kind of based. Um, first one after you is, what is your favorite investing book or podcast and why? And I know it's it's obviously ours, but yeah, yeah, for sure, <laughs> not ours. So, about books and podcasts, um, I told you I suck with the business books, so I can't really give you an answer. I can be cliche and say everyone read Rich Dad Poor Dad, which I still have not read yet, but I I know it's a good book just based off of what I've heard, and I guarantee you guys can even recommend some great books for me, and I will reach out for that at some point. So, books, I got nothing. Podcasts. Dude, I watch so many podcasts. Like every single day I have a new podcast on. None of them are like really consistent. I did just start watching your podcast, which is really good for a startup podcast. I love it. Keep it up. Yeah. I'm very it's awesome to be on it. Like I'm very proud to be on it. Um, but I don't know. I'll watch, you know, Joe Rogan here and there. I'll watch some random recommended YouTube uh YouTube page podcasts that show up but mainly business related podcasts. I watched a lot. Recently, there were some YouTubers that made podcasts. Um, have you heard of Mr. Beast? Yes, of course. He, I know, like childish name, but that guy has one of the biggest business empires on YouTube and it's unbelievable oh, yeah. what I learned about him. It was insane. I watched two podcasts on him and he explained his whole workflow, his, his you know, business structure, his how he hires people, what he does, his ideas. And it was like nothing I expected. It's in, insane. Like you see these YouTubers like, oh, they're fun guys. They'll they'll make cringy videos or or videos you like. It really doesn't matter. But the business side of it is a completely different world. So I'll watch, yeah, I'll watch podcasts on people starting their own businesses, like the one we're making now, like podcasts like that. So just a, a whole variety of them, man. Love it. Yeah. I mean, you want to keep your options open and kind of just hear a bunch of different people's perspectives to really just kind of get the full picture. Oh, yeah. Um, what is your biggest goal this year and why is it important to you? Biggest goal this year. Um, I I have a barn being built. I want the barn to get finished this year um, so I can move into it and put all my stuff into it, uh, build the brand inside of it. And another big goal is probably... Now, I don't know if I can get it this year, but maybe start looking into loans and stuff for the screen printing setup. Uh, that's that's a huge goal. I really want to get the screen printing setup. I, I want uh, higher quality new products. That's another goal. I'm just spitting out goals. There's no main goal. Main goal would be to grow, like just grow the business as much as I, excuse me, as much as I can this year. Um, but yeah, just growing the business, better advertising, a lot of the stuff we talked about. Love it. Yeah. Those are great goals. Thanks, man. Um, what kinds of people are you looking to connect with or what kind of people should reach out to you? Um, I love um, meeting people, like-minded people. Surrounding your yourself with uh, like-minded individuals is so important, I believe, in life. Like just having a strong friend group of, you know, business related minds, just like you guys. Like I, I see what you guys do. You all are business oriented. You all seem like you, you got your shit together. It's awesome. Um, it's motivating. It motivates me to see you guys working. It's awesome. So just 
surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals. I forgot the question. <laughs> what was the question? Um, yeah, just who are you looking to connect with? Yeah, kind of just like-minded yeah. people. More, more people that are just into what I'm doing. I love meeting. Uh, I love talking to new people that want to start up a clothing brand. It's kind of rare to come across them around our area, but if I have the chance, I'd love to, you know, educate as much as I can and then learn from mm-hmm. what they can teach. So, and just anyone business oriented, like anyone who wants to help, you know, grow a business or someone who can help advertise and market the brand. So, yeah. Love it. Love it. Cool. Well, how can these people connect with you? What would be the best way to reach you? The best way would definitely be the uh, imperfect email or my or DMs on either my personal account or my uh, imperfect account. Um, what is the imperfect Instagram? The imperfect Instagram is at where imperfect. So some people say we are. It's not that. It's W E A R. Like you're wearing something. The word imperfect, all one word. You can shoot a, shoot me a DM there. I talk in second person point of view. I say we all the time, even though it's just me. Uh, sounds a little more for professional. I think it's kind of cool. So yeah, shoot a DM on our Instagram or the email is also whereimperfect at gmail.com. So what is your website? Yeah, where can people website find website is whereimperfect.com. So it's perfect. all where imperfect. Um, I wish I could do like imperfect brand, like get a domain like that, but every domain, every everything was taken, but <laughs> where imperfect works. Yeah, it definitely does. All right. Last last piece of the segment. Make it strong, make it count. Uh, what is one piece of advice you would give to a new entrepreneur looking to start a business? Um, like I said earlier, I'm I'm just gonna spit a bunch of things out if that's okay. Go I don't have like a, um, a whole paragraph, but definitely do the research, put in the research. Um, you're gonna be young, so there's gonna be a lot of challenges along the way. Um, I would also like, not really business related, but my favorite advice, it's on my uh, hoodie. It's to appreciate the moment. And like, yeah, you may hear a lot of people say like, live in the moment, live in the now, but it seriously is super important to just, you know, not dwell on the past or worry about the future. Focus on the now and you will be way happier in life. Like just I don't know. Notice your surroundings, use your senses to hear, see, smell, touch, and taste your surroundings, and then reflect on it every single day. Be grateful for what you have. Um, Learn to accept things how they are, uh, not how you want them to be. So there's some advice. Awesome. Those were some strong closing words, my friend. Thank you. All right. But that pretty much brings us to the end of the episode, guys. Uh, If you liked it, which you probably did, this is a great guy here. He's got a great message and just kind of a great thing going for him. Um, If you liked it, please feel free to leave a review um, on Apple or iTunes, wherever you're listening to. Uh, And yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, I got nothing else. Uh, Pretty much just live free, guys. Do you guys got anything else? Yeah, let's let's get one from you, Harrison. Live Live free. Live free. Let's go. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, man.